Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Listen and grow as Dell questions the status quo, encourages you to think differently, and empowers you to make a better life. Get ready as Dell challenges core beliefs, seeks the truth, and reveals the roadmap to the lifestyle you really want. And now your host, multi-millionaire, national award-winning investor, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to the Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Financial freedom, that's an interesting concept, huh? What would that possibly mean? Hmm. Well, I've come to believe that financial freedom is the ability to have enough earned income coming in on a regular basis that is reoccurring, that you know is coming in, and doing it in a manner that allows you to have enough money and enough time to do what you want, when you want, with whomever you want. Those are the choices that you would like to have in life. And what I found is before I had financial freedom, and most people I meet, they don't have those choices. So what does it take? Does it take a 401k? No, that doesn't work. Does it take an IRA? No, that doesn't work. Does it take a paid in full house like um, Dave Ramsey would say? No, that doesn't do you any good either. What makes it happen? And the bottom line is, regular, reoccurring, realizable income. That's what it takes. Now, let's go through that for a second because it's very important. First of all, you get up and go to work every day because you need money. And you need more money each and every month or break it down week or break it down day or expand it to a year. But whatever time period that you're looking at, your life doesn't exist without more money. Not money, more money. And that's why you get up and go to work every day. Every TV show, every cowboy song you read, everything, everybody you watch and do has to do with getting up and going to work. Why is everybody in this world getting up and going to work? Because they need regular, reoccurring, realizable income. Now, I think some of the stuff that's important to understand is that most people are not trying to, de- to develop this income. The only way they know how to have income is either they get up and go to work for it, or the government or some other entity gives it to them on a welfare basis. And for some reason, our society believes that in some people's situations, you should get welfare. In other people's situation, they don't. Doesn't make a lot of sense. You would think there would be some logic behind it, but there really isn't. There's work people and welfare people. And so if you're not going to be a welfare person, and why wouldn't you want to be a welfare person? Well, because the amount of regular reoccurring income is going to be decided by whoever's giving it to you. It could be cut off at any time. 
Um, you do have free time, though. That's a good thing about welfare. Probably better than a bad job, but you have to look at your opportunities. So with regular reoccurring income, it has to be regular and reoccurring. In other words, it doesn't matter whether you make 1000 a month, 5000 a month, 10000 a month, or 100000 a month. You have to make it every month to have a standard of living. Making money one month and not another makes no sense to me. That's why doing something like flipping real estate has never made any sense to me. You go out there, you bust your hump, you buy something, you renovate it, turn around, sell it, make a little money, and now you've got some money, but you got no more income. It just doesn't work. It you know, and that money goes away instantly. Or you go out there and you flip houses. You do the same thing. You go find them, locate them, negotiate them, put them in contract, and sell the contracts. I mean, that's no different than a job. The only thing is it's not guaranteed like a job. At least a job, you're guaranteed of some income. Now, let's talk about one more point. Not only is it does it have to be regular and reoccurring, it has to be realized. So to have faux income, Money that somebody put into an account for you, a 401k or an IRA, that money's not doing you any good. It's not making you any money. There's no money coming out of it. On a piece of paper, you might have had a stock go up, but you don't have any more money. You don't have any more regular and reoccurring income because your income that you're getting from your passive income is not realized. So still doesn't work. The next thing that's important to think about when you look at income is how much is there? And is there a way to devise to get more of it? And that is another aspect of it that you need to look at. With real estate, there's no limit. You want more, you go buy more real estate. Say, well, Dell, there's a limit to how much money I have. It is when you start because you don't know where to go get money. Once you realize how to raise capital to buy real estate or other businesses, there's no limit to how much you can have. The problem is you just have to make sure you don't end up working in your business and having a job again. And that happens to a lot of people. They get out there and they buy some real estate and they become a slave to the deal. They become an employee to the deal. But you can, and I have, bought real estate, raised capital, used other people's money, other people's credit to buy stuff, and then had a management company manage it. And I didn't. So it can be done that way. So you want to be able to have your time also. Having more money and having no time still doesn't make your life any better. It's imperative that you have all of those things. And the next one is taxes. How heavily taxed are you on something? If you bring in $100,000 a year and you get taxed 30% income taxes and 
7.5% Social Security and Medicare, or if you own your own business, 15%, because you're paying both sides of that, you're paying out 45% taxes. Now let's say you live in California or New York City. Now you're paying another 10% taxes. So now you're paying 55% of what you earn as taxes. So your income now is split with the government. And again, you don't have regular reoccurring income because it's taken away from you. So what do you opt to do? Because you've never figured out how to create this regular reoccurring passive income, you get up and go to work. And you get up and go to work every day for the rest of your life. You get in your car, you get up early, you do what you have to do to get ready, you get in your car and you drive through traffic. And I'm Every time I get up in the morning and drive, it drives me crazy. I don't know how you do it every day, day in and day out, driving through the traffic to get to work and then driving through the traffic to get back home. Just as strange as can be. I don't know. But that's the way it works. And when you go to work, you sit in a cubicle. Some of you are cubicle prisoned. And other people... You're out there on a treadmill. Today we're discussing the life of quiet desperation that most people live. And I want to bring in uh, to the discussion right now the fact that I've been in real estate for 34 years. Back in 87, um, there was a stock market crash called Black Monday. And during that stock market crash uh, and real estate crash, by the way, um, I lost a lot of money in the stock market. So I said, you know, what? that's it. I'm done i got to get out of this. I'm not going to do it anymore. I worked 12 hours a day, six days a week for 12 years, and I had to quit. I just couldn't take it anymore. So I started looking for something to do, and I looked at franchises. I looked at everything just like you do. I looked at trading stocks and day trading, you know, all, all the things you all have looked at because you're miserable and you're looking for another way to create income for yourself. And I finally went to couple of real estate seminars and ran into one that was kind of logical and just basically said, buy rent houses. And so I started buying rent houses. And two and a half years later, I had completely replaced my earned income with passive income and I was able to quit my job. And it was just like the, the first day that it happened, it was unbelievable. I mean, I, I can't even acknowledge to you the feeling Um of what it's like to get up and not have to go to work and not worry about that. Not like, oh my God, I got to get a job. No, I don't need a job ever again. It's just the most incredible feeling in the world. And the market at the time was like it is right now. It had gone into a recession and the, the deals you could buy were everywhere and they were incredible. And so that's what I want to talk to you about today a little bit here is the fact that the real estate market here of late has begun to crash. And for us, that's a good thing. And for normal people, that's a bad thing, right? Because when we look at what happened over the last 10 or 15 years since 2008, when we had our last real estate recession, um, the market has gone up and up and up and up and up. So people that got into the real estate investing world in the last five years have never, ever seen a turnaround. They've never seen 
a market trend downward. They've only seen it go up. And so they have no idea how to deal with a downward trending market. But I will tell you this. I've made more money during downward trending markets in the three of them I've been in in my life than I did in all the rest of my life. So about a year period of time to a year and a half period of time in each of three different down markets, I've made probably 10 times more money than I've made all the rest of my life being in real estate. There is a time when it's absolutely the best time to be in real estate, and that's when the prices are falling because you can get good deals if you know how to do it. So because I'm one of the few people that have actually been around when the market was down, I'm actually have, being forced to come out of retirement of speaking. And, uh, you know, I've been in retirement forever, but actually I speak, used to speak, used to teach, and I just stopped doing it because I had people that were good enough to do it. But now I don't, there's nobody out there that knows how to deal with this marketplace. So I've decided to come back. Now, I did do a seminar in Houston a while back, first one in years, and it sold out. I'm going to do another one in Dallas, and it's coming up here. I'm going to do a two-day seminar on the 18th and 19th of November in Dallas, Texas. The room will sell out. You do need to get reservations if you want to attend because I'm telling you, the Houston room sold out. These The seating is only, it's very small. It's only like 400 seats in these little offices I give these seminars in. And I don't know, they may have been able to expand it, but all I can tell you is it's sold out in Houston. It will sell out here in Dallas. And you won't be able to get in. But you want to get into this because I'm going to be teaching people how to do two things that we don't really specialize in. Well, that's not true. We specialize in it, but we have it. We have to change our approach to it. It's one underwriting deals, how to underwrite a deal quick and easy to make sure make sense of it, if this deal in this marketplace makes sense, and how to negotiate that deal. Those two things have changed because now it's a buyer's market, not a seller's market. So everything that you thought you learned in the last five years isn't going to work. It's just not going to make any sense. And in that situation, you could still buy bad deals. Now, what's what's driving all this, right, uh, is that for the last year and a half to two years, people have been buying real estate at peak market prices and putting adjustable rate mortgages on it. And the adjustable rate mortgages started at like 275, 2.75 or 3% interest. And now they have adjusted up to seven and eight on these adjustable rate mortgages. And when your interest rate doubles, you can't pay your mortgage payment. So people are losing these deals, but they're not losing them just back at the price they bought them at. No, the market, because interest rates have gone up, has lowered the value of real estate. It doesn't make sense to buy it at that same price. So now they can't get out of these deals. And most of these deals are selling for less than what the mortgage is on the property at this time. And that's what makes it difficult. The whole thing gets all kind of twisted when the bank's not getting their money back. It really starts to make things work in a different manner. So I'm going to come and talk about that. Now, in doing so, when I get up there, we're going to have a a case study. That's where we go through and 
introduce members that have done deals, recent deals for you to see how they've done them, ask questions of them. And that's going to be November 16th. That's a Thursday night. Then Friday, we're going to have a high-end meeting for our aspiring lead investors, people who want to be lead investors, who want to be syndicators. Uh, that meeting will be Friday. And then after that meeting, we're having a party. And I'm not going to tell you where it is because I don't want the whole world to show up. <laughs> if you want to go and you're a member, you can go to it. But uh, you have to call in to find out about it. And then Saturday and Sunday will be my case that, or will be my two-day training program again. So this is November 16th for the case study, 17th for the party and the business meeting, Number and November 18th and 19th is the two-day training. And that's what you really need to go to is the two-day training. If you're from out of town or whatever, that's what you need to attend. If you want to come in on Thursday, fly in on Thursday, get a hotel room, spend Friday uh, at the meetings, Friday night at the party, and then Saturday and Sunday in the training class, go for it. It's a great weekend. You get so much information. You'll touch so many people. Uh, I guarantee you at the meetings alone, there'll be hundreds and hundreds of people. And you'll be able to network and find out how this stuff really works. And that's what you really want to do. So we'll take a short break. Be right back with the Del Wobbly Radio Show. to creating the lifestyle you really want. Keep listening. The Del Wamsley Radio Show returns in moments. For 30 years, I've taken the smartest people I could find and then held them up as examples for you guys to learn from. We're all only as strong as our best people. But the best part about this is that these best people are willing to give back. Ready to learn from the best? It starts with our free online workshop. Stop depending on your paycheck. Quit worrying about retirement. Register now at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. You're hearing the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Want more life-changing knowledge? Access our podcast and listen on demand at lifestylesunlimited.com under the radio tab. Now your host, Dell Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. Last week, I received an email from uh, a listener, and um, it was interesting, and I'm going to cover this in two or three different ways. Uh, one, I will actually answer his question, but I want you to hear his response after I responded to him. I, I responded, um, Mark, you have a lot of listening to do before you will understand. I will use this next week sometime. Uh, basically his question. I'll use his question, right? Here's what he wrote back to me. I thought it was interesting. He says, uh, thank you for the reply. Answer given. I have a lot of listening to do. You will cover next week. Seems kind of ambiguous and somewhat condescending. It was asked after a lot of honest listening to you and Dave Ramsey. A more direct answer was anticipated. 
Uh, learned much from you and Dave Ramsey. Thank you. So here is the problem, guys. And I, I don't, I don't know if I want to be condescending or not. I have to say it, it probably is condescending to you to hear this. You know absolutely nothing about money, and there was a problem with that, but not the one you think. Okay, so you're listening to Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey is giving out kindergarten information. If you're a kindergartner, if you know nothing about money, if your parents knew nothing about money, you have absolutely no idea how to balance a checkbook, to pay your bills, to pay off your credit cards, and you need Dave Ramsey to tell you how to pay off your bills and save your money. You know nothing about money. Nothing. Zero. So anything I would have said to this gentleman would have been condescending because he doesn't understand it. But here's the even scarier part. The questions that he offered up are in and of themselves ambiguous. And the questions show a pure lack of understanding. Why do I say that? If you've ever met somebody who doesn't know anything about what they're talking about, they talk about it in a very simplistic form in a simplistic form that they expect you to be able to give them a one-line or paragraph answer. When people hit me up with questions like this, I have to think about, can I just answer the question, which I will, to the best of my ability in a short period of time? Remember, this is radio format. This is not, okay, I'm going to give you a one-hour talk show uh, about your question, or we're sitting in a you know a, a seminar somewhere. This guy needs hours and hours and hours of information to answer his basic question. So now I'll share his question, and we can discuss it as we go on here. It says, another famous talk show uh, host tells people pay your debt first, save your money, and pay cash, pay cash for real estate. I'm kind of confused. Of course you're confused. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Now, don't pile up a bunch of debt is a smart thing, but paying off every ounce of debt you have is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life, unless you're already rich. I'm wealthy. I'm not just throwing that in your face, but I don't need to have a mortgage on a home. You need a mortgage on a home. Because you can't afford to pay that house off. Like, like you said, you're confused because it will never, ever, ever happen in your life that you can save up enough money to pay off your own personal house and then save up enough money to buy your first rent house. When I'm telling you I bought 100 plus rent houses and you go, well, how can you do that? I listen to this other guy. The other guy doesn't know what he's talking about except when he's talking to children or old people or sophisticated people, people that have never learned anything about money. That's who he is. And because there's so many people that know nothing about money, just like there's so many people that know nothing about health and fitness, they, they, no matter what you tell them, they believe it. So he's out here, got people doing stuff that's just crazy. And of course you're confused, Mark, right? You're very confused because what he's saying doesn't work. It doesn't make any sense. Say, well, why is he on the radio everywhere? 
couple reasons. Number one, he's a religious individual. And so he has built his practice around churches and groups of people that think that he's very, very good person. Also, he speaks to people on a common sense basis, which is always the best way to speak to people. And he talks about basic things that everybody has to deal with. So there's a gigantic group of people that were raised up by parents that had no idea how to deal with money. And so Dave helps those people get grasped, get a grasp of how to deal with money at what should have been learned by high school level. The stuff that Dave teaches you, I knew when I was eight years old. I already had a checking account by the time I was 14 years old. I was already in doing business, you know, had a newspaper route. I used to go around and take trash out of trash cans and have uh, garage sales, made money. I had a, a magic show that I did. Didn't make very much money on that one, but it was fun. But, you know, I was, I've been a little entrepreneur since I started when I was a kid. But I also knew how to keep books. When I was in high school, I took accounting. By the time I went to college, I was taking advanced accounting and finance, and business science, and all these different things. So to say I don't understand it, I get you don't understand it, right? But Dave is giving you the wrong information, unless you just want to be poor and live a life of quiet desperation. And what he's saying is, beyond the life of quiet desperation that I talk about all the time, he goes deeper and talks about, the impoverished, broke, upside down, crackhead for money or for credit kind of crazy. That's even more of a life of quiet desperation. Let's see if I read the rest of his question here. Uh, it says, advice, comment, please, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so I think you can see, I've been doing this for 34 years and there always comes these some questions that are really dumb questions. His question isn't dumb. His question is a perfect example of why what Dave Ramsey says is dumb. He doesn't get it. So, Mark, here's what we have to do. We have to go out there and we have to buy enough real estate to retire. To do that, you're going to have to borrow money. Now, that is debt. But there is a difference between invested debt, debt for businesses. And by the way, can you imagine if this world didn't run on debt? The government's in $33 trillion of debt right now. How would the U.S. government exist if there were not debt, right? How would businesses exist if there was not debt? It's, it's part of business is to borrow money, to start a business, to make income and pay off the debt. It works in that order. What Dave should be talking about is the fact that some debt, and this is where Robert Kiyosaki comes into play in this deal, Robert Kiyosaki tries to divide debt into good debt and bad debt. And he says any debt that you have that's earning you money is good debt, and any debt that you have that you're paying on consumption or for consumption is bad debt. 
So that takes us a step closer to maybe what you're asking, but it still doesn't give you the answer. So I, in my seminar, like to bring up a third level, and that is this. I heard on Dave Ramsey one time, a guy said, look, I, I inherited 25000 bucks. I have a pickup truck, pretty new one, and I owe about 25000 bucks. My question is, should I pay off the $25,000 or should I invest the $25,000? Pay off the debt on the truck or invest the money? And Dave Ramsey told him, "Pay, gosh, absolutely pay the truck off. And I thought to myself, I want to get on there and strangle Dave. Because he doesn't understand a term called opportunity costs. And this opportunity cost may be way over your head for this discussion, but it's relevant. Because if I use that money to pay off that truck, I can't go buy a rent house. Now, if I go buy a rent house, and I've already got the truck payments, right? I've already got them. I got a truck. I got payments. If I take the $25,000 and go buy a rent house, I make $25,000 instant capital gains and positive rent for the rest of my life. That's a much better deal. Everybody out there, remember this. It's not the money. It's the lifestyle. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you tomorrow. Listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Want more of Dell's unconventional wisdom? Go to lifestylesunlimited.com and click the radio tab. Listen to past shows, hear podcasts on demand, and find out how you can change your life today. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show is part of the Lifestyles Unlimited Radio Network. The information and opinions you hear on the Dell Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Dell Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Dell Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Dell Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.